Hello, and welcome to another episode of People Are Lame. Now, People Are Lame has been missing MIA, as you would say, for, you know, a good few months. And, you know, that's not too, oh, I've been so busy or all that. No, I just haven't really felt like doing it. Been a little melancholy during that time. But I thought, hey, what the hell, after that big-ass crash when uh, my brother and I fell off the mountain, I thought, hey, Bigfoot has taken my brother, he has murdered him, made him his little sex slave at the bottom of the mountain. I have to get over this grief of losing my little brother, little Billy boy, Billy baby boy, and start anew. Now, this isn't a reconfigure or any of that, not a retooling. It's just uh, no more special guest at the moment. We'll have special guests in the future if I continue to do this, because at the rate I'm doing this podcast, it's basically like What Say You with uh, Brian Quinn and Sal Volcano, where they do the podcast a couple times and then they miss go missing for months, or um, Phoebe, which is Four Eyes and Beard, which is a podcast with uh, Matt Myra and Scott Mosier, and I really like that podcast, and they go missing for, shoot, a year at a time, it was about a year between podcasts, I will try to be better than that, even though these are all famous people with really busy schedules, I will be better than them, So, what we have missed so far with you guys is just, you know, the same constant in my life has been movies. Now, after the crash, uh, it is kind of true. Bigfoot did climb down the mountain where we had a... Don't use use blankets as a parachute. It's a terrible idea. We use blankets as a parachute. We tried rappelling and... You know, we tried having a, you know, don't eat shrooms. If you find a shroom in your backyard, it's it's not a good idea. But we climbed that mountain after we had seen, you know, Xander Cage on shrooms. That's a bad combination. Vin Diesel on shrooms. That 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 scares that scares the bravest of us. We climbed up, jumped. Bigfoot took Billy as his little sex slave. Billy, baby boy, rest in peace. Doing the uh, the the cross symbol with my hands because I'm a, a good little religious boy. So Billy boy up there, look look down upon us and give us. Which this is in his his podcast anyway. This is Isaac Euliberry's People Are Lame. So welcome to the podcast again. If you're new, uh, the first episode is you know. One thing that I have been learning about podcasts is you listen to them when you're done because you're listening to it while you're editing it and putting in the sounds and crap. And then you listen to it again, well, this is me, when you're done so you can hear it and like, oh, okay, is this something I would listen to? Which for me, I could listen to myself talk all day. Isaac, if you're listening, baby, you have a beautiful little voice. (laughs) So... You listen to it a few times, and you hear yourself, so... I understand in the first few episodes, which is something I I try, but you can't really stop the shit that you naturally do. Like, I say, you know a lot. Quote, you know. And I'm sorry for that, and I hope you'll get used to it, but that's just my speech pattern. And 
I also have a saliva mouth. Like, I really like my voice. I think it's very calm and serene, and you are being protected by Isaac's voice. May it protect you. <laughs> but I also go... And if you haven't noticed that, I'm glad. But since I pointed it out, I hope it doesn't piss you off too much. But that's something I'm working on. It, Rome wasn't built in a day. And people are lame army. We will one day be strong. We will one day be within the top 100 of top comedy personal podcasts. Kevin Smith will look at us in shame. But he will know us. Like Jack Sparrow, he said. But you have heard of me. So, we may be terrible pirates on a uh, People Are Lame podcast. And people are like, oh, People Are Lame, that sounds lame. It is. It's fucking Isaac talking to himself. So, yeah, no guest host. Welcome back to the podcast. And since it's me talking to myself, I already talk over people. Anyways, I'm really bad at having conversations because I take over the conversation and I talk over people. So, having Billy not here, Billy's not dead, you you guys already know that, but I like to pretend he was taken sex slave hostage by a Sasquatch and he's stuck in a cave somewhere and I couldn't find him, but that's the the story for now, that's that's the story. So, yeah, it's uh, May 2017, haven't done the podcast since... uh, you know, early February, I guess. Uh, the movies that have come out since then. The last movie I talked about was uh, Return of Xander Cage, which, you know, just a dumb action movie. I like the first Triple X. It's, it's a stupid movie, but they're fun. Uh, not as good as the first one, but still pretty good. Uh, the latest movie I saw, which was last weekend, was Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, which was amazing. And I recommend it. But I will catch you up on the movies that I have seen since then. Now, I've seen, you know, a lot of movies lately. You know, I I pretty much go to the movies every weekend. I'm a a regular person. And the, you know, movies that come up to mind right now is... uh, Firstly, my pick of the year has to be John Wick Chapter 2. And that movie... If you like the, if you haven't seen John Wick one, you you need to see it because it has the best premise, you know, the best plot I've ever seen in a movie because of how simple it is. Is a retired assassin's wife dies, retired assassin's sad, retired assassin's dead wife sends him dog to keep him company. Russian mob kills dog. Retired assassin, not so retired anymore, kills every motherfucker in his path until he kills the guy who killed his dog. And then John Wick Chapter 2 starts off as John Wick gets his car back. He wants his car back because it had a picture of his you know birthday card from his wife in it. So he's really sentimental about his wife. And John Wick Chapter 2 is pretty fucking awesome. Way more action than the first one. The... Uh, you know, they call it Gun-Fu. That was pretty excellent in it. So, John Wick Chapter 2, that came out in March, I think. And uh, I hope it comes out on Blu-ray soon, because I can't wait to watch that movie again. That's a movie, 
I'm looking forward to the day when John Wick Chapter 3 has come out. And I hope they make several of them, but who knows? They might kill him in the third one. They better not, though. He's I like how he's the Bulbayega. You can't fucking kill this guy. That's why he's so badass. But in the John Wick universe, it'll be cool to go from seeing John Wick Chapter 1 and then immediately starting John Wick Chapter 2. And then starting John Wick Chapter 3. Because the first one ends with him, you know, adopting the pit bull and got his revenge off of the dog from, uh, you know, the Greyjoy guy. And then John Wick Chapter 2 starts of, oh, yeah, he's still doing it. He's, you know, he wants his car back now. And then John Wick Chapter 3, uh, if you haven't seen it, you know, I won't give you any spoilers. But hopefully it starts, it has to start off like that because he's basically running for his life at the end of the third, you know, second one. And that movie had the most the most gorgeous cinematography I've ever seen in a movie. Like, when I think of movies, you know, you don't really notice cinematography too much. You're like, oh yeah, you point the camera at the actors. But the way they did that movie was so excellent. Like, there's mirror scenes in that movie. I still have huge visual representations in my mind of that movie. Where he's doing, you know, the big finale of the movie, it's in the trailers, I'm not giving anything away, but it takes place around lots of mirrors, and I I can't, you know, unless, you know, that's what's cool, we live in an age of CG where you can probably digitally remove the camera camera guys from the mirrors, but man, if, if that was it, unless there's really well, beautiful cinematography, like well-placed cameras... That would have been a nightmare, like, shooting a film with all those mirrors. It was awesome because there's all these mirrors. Like, there's a scene where he's walking towards you. And he's walking, walking, walking. And right when he walks towards you, the it's a, it ended up being a glass door. And the glass door opens. Like, you know, kind of like when you go to the grocery store and the doors open the sensor. And it's like... That's freaking amazing because he's walking at the camera and then it opens. So you've been he's been looking at himself walking to the mirror. And there's a part where he's standing in front of a you know a big ass mirror with this lady in like a Rome and they're you know it's looking right at him. It, it, they're not in a, you know the off-center angle like if I was a filmmaker I'd probably be a shitty one, but I would at least know what to do, but you know you place yourself off you know, there's no reflections that can catch you. That's basically it. That's my biggest gripe when I see TV shows or movies. But it was really well done. So the Gun Fu was awesome, but it had really, really pretty cinematography. And, you know, whoever was in charge of that, th- that guy who was directing, I think he's going to direct... What movie is he going to direct? I think he's going to do a Deadpool 2. And if Deadpool can have, because the first Deadpool, number one, like, remember the scene with the 12 bullets? They had to, you know, that movie couldn't have too much action. That's why Deadpool forgot the duffel bag of guns, because that was done intentionally. Number one, it added awesome comedic effect, but he forgot his bag of guns. So that made, you know, that took away a giant fight scene of explosions and shooting and shit. It just made him kind of have to go hand-to-hand in 12 Bullets, because that movie had a really shitty budget. Fox is a dick, and it's like, this movie's not going to make shit. We're going to give you a tiny, tiny budget. And the guy 
you know, the original guy, he backed out, you know, creative differences, and that's really sad. But, you know, he did that movie with the, the best of intentions. But think of Deadpool 2, but with a big budget now, since it was probably Fox's biggest movie last year. And then the dude who made John Wick. Like, the guy who made John Wick, he's a director, but he's a pretty... His first movie was John Wick. After that, you know, he's now known as a director. But before that, he was, a, you know, a stunt co- you know coordinator. He... It was a stunt guy. He taught people choreography. He was, you know, he was in that field of it. So that's why I like it is, you know, when he's directing this, he knows what, if you're a stunt guy and you watch a movie, you, you notice all the flaws that the people do on camera. And you're like, man, why did they do that? But if you have that guy behind the camera as well, they're going to make sure everything's perfect. You know, that's what I liked about, you know, martial arts movies like the uh, Raid Redemption and stuff. Like, the guys who make that pay attention to the details. You can't just have big old fight scenes and have it turn out like Iron Fist where it's just some fucking white dude who they're cutting 50 times around because he can't, you know, do a coherent fight scene without you cutting, you know, 50 times. So, that's what I look forward to is John Wick 2 also means we have to wait a little longer for John Wick Chapter 3, but we also get Deadpool 2 from that. And that means it's going to be super gory, because Deadpool has already been proven that R-rated, R rating works, and that's why Logan was so amazing. Logan is probably one of my top movies of the year, too. That'll make you cry like a bitch. Made me. And, you know, that there's my tangents, but John Wick Chapter 2, and we're looking forward to Deadpool 2. And... You know, other movies that came out, um, like, what, let's think, like, you know, Ghost in the Shell was probably a, a disappointment. I really liked it. It was pretty, it was Blade Runner-esque, you know, because I've seen the uh, Ghost in the Shell uh, anime, and it was boring to me. Like, it's really pretty to look at. I love looking at it. It's really pretty, and the soundtrack is, you know, they kind of, they kept the same kind of soundtrack in the movie, so I kind of like that, with, like, the whole, holy holla, boom, boom, you know, that was, it was, it was cool, it was, it felt like you were, you were having a bad trip, to be honest, like, if you're really fucking high, and you're having a bad trip, I, I want to watch that shit, that would fuck me up, so, you know, Ghost in the Shell, I really like Scarlett Johansson as Major, you know, but I loved Scarlett Johansson, you know, as Black Widow as that, and I always thought of Major as a, white woman anyway, so I didn't get the whole whitewashing thing, but, you know, I, 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 I can't really talk about that, because I'm a white, straight male, and I'm the, you know, the purge of society, so I can't put my two cents on that, but, fuck you, she was awesome, but the story, I, I thought it was more coherent of a story than the original anime, where the guy went on, like, a ten-minute, you know, tangent about... AI, and therefore, since I feel like I am, therefore I am, and you know, it's like, that's why I said don't watch it if you're on a trip, but it was good, it just, it was really disappointing on how bad it did in the box office, I'd, I'd like to, I would like to have seen a second one, and you know, sadly movies like that they there it's not a built up franchise it's not really known in the americas and you know japan they already have their version so this is the american remake so you know japan didn't really care about it either but 
Yeah, that's what we got there. Sorry I've yawned at people. And if I make you yawn, that means you're not a serial killer because uh, people who don't yawn after somebody else yawns are usually, I don't know, FBI or people, they was like, oh, you're a serial killer because you don't have any connections to humans. But when I talk about big franchises, one of the big boy franchises that, you know, it's been around since I was a little kid, uh, The Fate of the Furious is another one. I really enjoyed that. Uh... You know, Vin Diesel, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is my favorite part of the series. That's why it's like, I'm really sad Paul Walker has, you know, he died tragically, but that's what happens when you're driving on really old tires and, you know, they don't have as good friction and stuff, so, you know, may he rest in peace, but I really didn't notice that he was gone. Uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Jason Statham took over his spot wonderfully. I love those characters. Jason Statham's one of my favorite action you know, I like watching any of his movies. Uh, Dwayne Johnson's fucking awesome anyways. The dude's fucking a beast. That's why I like him. It's like, he, I think he's a little taller than me. So it's like, I think I'm six foot four. I'm a huge giant. This dude's bigger than me. I wouldn't fuck with him. And then, you know, Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel, I, I like him. And I, I like to do voice voices for actors i can't do vin diesel's voice like uh, uh, when i try when i try and do that i'm like wait that's more of like a sylvester stallone uh, i am group that that's the only thing i could do for vin diesel and it doesn't even sound like it, it sounds like sylvester stallone doing a bad impression of group i am group i am group but you know vin diesel is good in that i really like michelle rodriguez i i god i had a huge crush on her this movie for some reason and then um Vin Diesel, he has like a birthmark on his head, his bald head, like on the top of his forehead. It really bothered me the whole movie. So the whole movie, I'm looking at this birthmark on Vin Diesel's forehead, and I'm like, dude, you're rich, get rid of it, you're rich, get rid of it, it's really bothering me. And I don't know if it's, you know, he's pro- it's probably growing with age in the sun or whatever, but I'm like, get rid of it, man. I don't know, I have like a birthmark on my neck. And one of my knows that I'd like to get rid of, so please get rid of it. But it was a good movie. You know, Ludacris. And, I don't know, it's all the Fast and Furious characters, except um, Guy Godot, but that's because her character died in, uh, I think it was Fast 6. But that was a good movie. Um, and then a movie that nobody probably really has heard of. It's an Amazon Prime-like movie, because Amazon's making movies now. It was called The Lost City of Zed, and it was with Charlie Hunnam, you know, the guy from uh, Sons of Anarchy is Jax. It was really good. And then it had that Robert Pattinson, the guy from uh, who played the fucking emo va- uh, sparkly vampire in the Twilight series. I hated him in that. But this is probably my favorite role of him in because he didn't say a lot. And I don't know, maybe it was a theater or it was a movie, but it was really quiet seeing it in that theater. Where I couldn't understand a fucking word that came out of his mouth anyways. I, I just heard this... And I'd be like, ha! You know, it's like, ha, he said something. Hey, look at the look at the vampire man, he said something. But it was good, it was... It's probably con- considered really boring to uh, other people, because I've talked to some people like, oh, that movie was so boring. I liked it. If you like Ghosts in the Darkness or... You know, something slow, you're not, it's not action-y, it's just a, a two and a half hour movie about a dude who kind of became, a, you know, he ends up going looking for the, you know, the uh, 
the source of the Amazon River, and then he starts thinking of the, like, oh, there's a, the lost city of Zed, a city that's older than, you know, us white people cities, which, of course, there is. But, yeah, it was good. And, you know, my surprise movie of this year, though, I'd have to say the surprise is Power... What is the official title? Saban's Power Rangers. I really liked it. Saban's Power Rangers is pretty freaking good. Uh, way better than the Power, you know, uh, the Power Rangers I grew up with, and I loved that show. Like I remember how excited I was for Mighty Morphin Power Rangers the movie. I was like, oh my gosh! And Ivan Ooze is terrible. And I remember I had I had this like plastic container of that purple ooze. I'm like, ooh, it's ooze, and you just play with the ooze, and it smelled chemically in your hand. You're like, look, it's my ooze, it's a booger, my ooze. But this one was way better. I really liked it. It was, you know, the suits look like Iron Man, and it's a trope of all the big action movies we have anymore, and it's a lot of CGI and all that. But I actually enjoyed it. I walked in with my brother, and he was like, yeah, I don't really want to see it, but I had a movie ticket, and it was going to expire, so I'm like, hey, I have to use this movie ticket, so go see Power Rangers with me, so I saw Power Rangers, and I was like, holy shit, that movie was awesome, I had a really good time, I think I saw that on a Friday, and then on Saturday, I saw Fate of the Furious, so, you know, I, I saw it pretty recently, so that one was really good, I, I recommend it, and... You know, if you like Power Rangers, you'll like it. I'm a 90s kid, so I have the nostalgia. But my brother, who doesn't understand Power Rangers, he's like, I actually, I was impressed. I, I wasn't expecting it to be very good, and it was really good. You know, not like, oh, it's Oscar-worthy, but I'm like, hey, it's better than that shit Michael Bay's been making called Transformers. I like the last Transformers. I don't like it for the story. I like it for the robots. But this was, you know, I liked the story, and I liked, I liked seeing the fucking, you know, Big ass Power Rangers fighting, and they're like, Power Rangers, form up, and we create the big ass robots, and we'll fight the big gold bad guy. It was good. And, man, I can't think of any other movies I've seen that are like pretty much, you know, noteworthy. I saw, uh, what is it, Get Out? That one was really good. I, I had heard stuff about Get Out. I was like, Oh, you know, I like to look at um, the movie tickets just to kind of see what came out that weekend. And I saw Get Out, and I had I hadn't even seen a trailer for it. And I was like, "What is this?" And I saw it was like ninety nine percent fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes. And I'm a Rotten Tomatoes uh, whore or something, or as Frank Reynolds from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia say, "I'm a whore, I'm a whore for uh, Rotten Tomatoes." Well, I really like the review system. It's an aggregator. And usually if it's a high, I'm like, oh, yeah. But if it's really low, I'm like, oh, it's probably bad. But then if I see it and they gave it a low rating, but I liked it, I'm like, fuck them. Well, I was like, 99%? I have to see this now. I have no idea what it's about. And then I saw the... I, I didn't see any trailers. I wouldn't watch a trailer for it anyways. And I saw the uh, poster, and it was the uh, the black guy. He was in an episode of Black Mirror. And that episode really was weird, and I really liked it. So I'm like, oh, I like this guy. I know who he is. And nobody would see it with me, so I went and saw it by myself because I had a, I had a couple free movie tickets. So that was one of the ones I used. And I went and I saw it by myself, and this is maybe three or four weeks after it had been released, and it was like a huge success. And the uh, 
the guy from uh, Key and Pill, like uh, something Pill, uh, he uh, he directed it, and I'm like, oh, I really like them. Like Keanu was kind of a disappointment in terms of I don't know, it was bad. It was really bad, and I didn't like the whole. Oh, we're 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 um we're coconuts. We're like black on the outside, but white on the inside. Ha ha ha. And we're trying to be gangster because we're trying to survive. So, you know, I like Jordan Peele, though. And, you know, I don't think Keegan-Michael Key had anything to do with this. But Jordan Peele, he directed it. And, you know, 99% of Rotten Tomatoes, I had to see. And it was a full theater, like, four weeks after on, like, a Sunday. On a Sunday, four weeks after, that theater's full. That's impressive. That's really, you know... It's word of mouth, really, is the biggest thing for, like, movies that aren't big franchises and aren't, like, front-heavy, you know, or the movies that, just like Steven Spielberg's movies used to be, they would come out, they'd do okay, but they would build up over time, and this is what this one kind of did. And I had a re- really good time. I haven't had that good of an audience interaction and reaction for a long time. I think the last movie I had that good... Like maybe Austin Powers and the Spy Who Shagged Me and um, There's Something About Mary and Tropic Thunder are a couple of movies I saw in the theaters where people were laughing their asses off and we didn't know what we were walking into. And it was just, this movie was like, whoa, what the fuck? This is awesome. This is an amazing movie. And this one was, it was funny. It had really good funny parts. But it was really, it was a competent movie. It was competent, like a, a, a scary movie, you know, about kind of about racism and stuff. I don't really say anything, but, like, there are scenes where the whole, like, several scenes where people are laughing and then people are clapping, like, during the movie, and I'm clapping too with them, I'm like, ha ha ha, I'm with you, buddy, ha ha ha, and I'm the only white guy in this theater, like, the area I live in, in Houston, there's a lot of black people, so I'm the only, like, <laughs> really white guy sitting in an all-black theater, watching a movie kind of about a black guy having to deal with uh, some weird, weird racism, and, like, that's why, if you've seen the trailer, they spoiled the movie for you anyway, so you, I, I haven't said anything, because this trailer spoiled the movie. I watched the trailer after I saw it, and I'm like, oh, I'm so glad I didn't see the trailer. And, you know, I didn't feel awkward at all. I was with these people. I'm like, yeah, fuck those white people. They're fucking crazy. I'm glad they're getting it. And it was fun. So that's probably the funnest I've had in a movie theater in a long time. And I just saw I have a theater like a block up the street from me, but I don't really use it because it's uh, theaters like stadium seating. And I'm six foot four, and I'm a man spreader because I don't want to, you know, crush my uh, my balls. Sorry if that's TMI, but so I have my legs spread. So sitting in those tiny little chairs when you're a giant dude, number one, the armrests dig into your side, so you have to have that lifted up. So you try and have not and have people sit next to you unless it's like a family member sit next to me. I could put that middle part up and at least spread my legs a little bit. That's why I like the recliner theaters anymore. Is recliner theaters are awesome. Is you get your room, you're you're comfy, you get to see a good movie, and I like to take my shoes off. I know it's gross, but I try and make sure I don't. I have uh, clean socks on and stuff, so it's not stinky or anything. I don't have stinky feet. But I like to see, you know, you get to enjoy a fucking movie on a giant screen with surround sound. And I have, you know, big TV. I have like a 65-inch 4K and I have a, a recliner that I really love. But that, that doesn't compare to the movies. It doesn't compare to a theater. It just doesn't. That's why I don't get the whole point of, oh, Netflix is going to kill 
the movie theaters. No, it isn't. I go to the theaters for an experience. I watch a movie in my house just to pass the time. So it's like, I'll see, I'll buy John Wick again, and I'll buy Rogue One, but it won't be the same as when I saw it in theater. And John Wick actually was a really good audience interaction, too, when I think of it. Like, when they're talking about Boba Yaga, and he's like, he killed three people with a pincer. A fucking pincer. And everyone's like, ah, yeah, you know, because everyone's like, oh, yeah, everybody had seen the first one, so... And then there's a scene where he kills dudes, he kills, like, three guys with a pencil in front of you, and you're like, that story's true, he fucking just killed three dudes with a pencil, and people are laughing, it's like, I love that. I like to go to a movie and have people fan out over it. So if you're somebody, and you go to a movie, and you sit there, and there's a bunch of funny parts, and you're just like, huh, yeah, and then something happens, you're like, yeah, okay. I don't want to go to the movies with you because you make me feel weird for like, yeah, that was awesome. You know, I'm not talking during the movie, but there's something funny. I'm going to laugh. And if, you know, there's something cool, I'm like, yeah, that was, that was cool. That was cool. And when you have a theater full of that, it just makes the movie so much better. That's why John Wick 2 was fun and Get Out was fun. And that's why I like the theater experiences. I don't like to be around people, but I love to be around people in a movie theater. Unless you're on your phone. If you get on your phone during a movie, they need to start making it a rule where I can grab your phone and smash it on the ground as hard as I can. It, it should be legal. And I like how Alamo Draft House is. If they see you on your cell phone, they kick you out. They don't say, please put it away. So they say, get the fuck out. And you're, and no refund. I fucking love that. We need to adopt that. I like Alamo Draft House. I just don't like the whole thought of eating while watching a movie and having servers walking around and hearing clanging of, you know, cups and glass and that. I just don't like, I don't, it'll pull me out of the movie. That's why I like the recliners. And my, the best way to watch a movie, hands down, best way is, you know, Dolby Cinema. Dolby Cinema is like the best way in terms of its, uh, it has the Dolby Atmos sound system, so you're getting, you know, sound from 360 degrees, and not just from left to right and behind you, above you, too. You look above you, if you go to something that says it has Dolby Atmos, there's sound above you, too, so it's a huge interaction. But when you see in Dolby Cinema, too, with the sound during the movie, the theater shakes with bass. Like, it shakes. It's fucking amazing. And then you sit in these big black leather recliners that are really comfy. And they don't have the the button on the side. They have it on the top so you don't fucking accidentally hit the button with your thigh when you're watching a movie. I've had some theaters where I like it, but that button annoys me. And um, so the real comfy chairs, you, you, you have enough room away from people, you, you know. And I like the, 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 the layout. It's not like behind each other. There's levels, so every seat is a good view. And th- there's actually a couple near me. There's one here in Sugarland, Texas, that I really like. It's called the AMC First Colony 24. Giving you guys a shout-out. I really like your uh, Dolby Cinema. And then there's one. Uh, they're both probably they're both like nine miles away. So, you know, everything in Texas is like 30 minutes away. So they're like, you know, nine miles. And it's called the AMC Katie Mills. That one's really good because they just opened it. Um, one of the movies I saw that I really liked was uh, Kong Skull Island. And it was fun because I liked that they didn't kill him. Like I love Peter Jackson's King Kong. I like the original King Kong. I like the Jeff Bridges 70s King Kong movies. 
but I hate to watch them because they fucking murder that gorilla at the end. I'm not rooting for them to kill that gorilla in that movie. I'm always like, fucking humans, I hate humans. Humans, go away. Stop killing shit you don't understand because it's different from you. I hate that humans do that. But that breaks my heart, and I always cry in those movies, and I don't like to watch a movie that will make me cry. And uh, so, yeah, I like that they didn't kill him, and they're like, oh, he's still growing, and this movie takes place in the 70s, and then King Kong versus Godzilla will be in, like, 2020, so... 70s, that's like 50 years or something, so 50 years for him to grow, so Kong is going to be as big as Godzilla, oh, that's going to be epic, it's going to be fucking awesome, so yeah, I really like that, but when I saw it, I saw it in Dolby Cinema, and it was the first, like, the first 12 hours of that theater being in operation in terms of uh, the Dolby Cinema, they had just installed it, it smelled of a... Uh, you know, st- smell the plaster still and wet paint, and I li- I like that smell. So I was like, "Ooh, this smells new. This chair smelled new," and it's you know it's nice. It's a smaller Dolby Cinema, but it still has good sound. That's that's the biggest part of a movie for me, is sound. I want really good sound. I want to hear it, but I want it to be blasted at me, and I want to hear the room shake with it because it makes it you know interactive. And uh, the projectors in Dolby Cinema is really good too. They have it's called a it's like a dual laser projector so you get really deep blacks and you have you know really vibrant color so it was really fun if you if you uh, want to see a good movie like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is probably playing in your local Dolby Cinema so go see that and I think that's about it in terms of movies that I can think of um, Beauty and the Beast is a big one that came out and I haven't seen it I love Beauty and the Beast it's my favorite Disney animated movie in terms of the renaissance age of Disney, but I, I just didn't get around to seeing it. I really like Emma Watson, and uh, I love the movie, but I just haven't really watched too many of the live actions. The only live action Disney movie I've seen is um, The Jungle Book, and I saw that for John Favreau, and then Bill Murray was in it, and you know, I, I saw it, but live action, I love you Disney, but live action, you know, I've already seen it. I've been there, done that. I like I haven't even seen Maleficent, but at least I like the idea of like, oh, it's, you know, it's Maleficent, but her perspective and her, you know, I don't, I don't even know what that movie's about, but you know, at least it wasn't Sleeping Beauty. And I actually I saw Pete's Dragon on Netflix not long ago. Pete's Dragon was good. I really liked Carl Urban, but you know, it was it was okay. I I don't even remember liking the original Pete's Dragon, so. It was fun. I watched it on my iPad. So, it isn't like I saw it in a great thing anyways. I had earphones on and an iPad. It, but it was good. And, what else? Uh, my biggest disappointment in terms of I'm disappointed in you humanity is Boss Baby. Like, I've always made an obscene amount of money. You know, I don't like it because it looks, you know, number one, it's a cop-out. They made it for money. And... You know, I like Alec Baldwin. I, I watched Beetlejuice with him a couple weeks ago. I really like him in that. But, I don't know. Sorry I'm groaning here with y'all. So you look at that. I'm, I'm here in Texas now, so I'm starting to say y'all. Even though I think I said it in Denver, but people would make fun of me. So now I, I'm accepted if I say y'all anyways. But, you know, Boss Baby, why did it make so much money? There's other movies that deserve you know, deserve money from it. And then the new movie that we will now talk about that is the most 
relative topic of the time right now is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. It was awesome. If you like the first Guardians of the Galaxy, this is on par. It's just as good. You know, it's the the formula is the same, which is a good thing. You know, if something's that's that's the thing Disney's been doing with their Marvel movies is if if the formula works, don't fix it. And it becomes bland. Like, that's why Call of Duty has become a piece of shit lately. Because they they make the same exact thing every year. Just a little different skin. But this one, it didn't feel like a different skin. It's just the continuation of the characters you love. It had Baby Groot was amazing. I fucking am in love with little Baby Groot. That, that beginning scene with Baby Groot dancing is fucking awesome. And then they keep the jokes in there where Drax sees Baby Groot dancing and Groot always freezes up when Drax looks at him. So you're like, oh, haha, yeah. We got Rocket Raccoon and Bradley Cooper. Man, I like Bradley Cooper as an actor. I think he's a really good actor. But as a voice actor, as Rocket Raccoon, that's his, that's his uh, best work, in my opinion. Because, I don't know, you believe, you know... He sounds sincere. It's not. It doesn't sound like he's voice acting. It sounds like he's acting, but he's a little raccoon. So yeah, it's really good. Um, Vin Diesel's best uh, <laughs> best movie though is Little Baby Groot because it doesn't even sound like him. Anyways, it's I am Groot. It's I can't even do that low voice. You know they go through and put it through the computers and make it all tiny. Um, you know Star Lord Peter Quill was awesome and Gamora and her sister and. It was good. I really like Kurt Russell in it. There's a bunch of surprise characters. Uh, you know, of course, the good Stanley cameo. And whenever I see a Marvel movie, I have a shirt I wear where it's like the Bruce Lee Enter the Dragon pose where he has those couple scratches on his chest and he's like in that pose with his hands where Bruce Lee's standing there like, Wah! except instead of Bruce Lee's face, it's Stan Lee's face. So it's, you know, Bruce Lee, Stan Lee, so it's Stan Lee like that, and it has a couple words on it, and I th- in Chinese, I think it says, like, Stan Lee or something, and then on the side, it has some Chinese words, and I remember I ate at a Chinese restaurant, and the guy's like, oh, it says uh, uh, the, the master, Shifu, or something like that, I'm like, oh, it says the master, okay, which Stan Lee is, the, you know, Stan the man Lee, Excelsior! Stanley's fucking awesome, and he had his cameo in it, and I really hope they fucking make, like, a hundred with him in a day or something. Be like, Stan, just sit there and say funny shit, and we'll put you in the next 30 years of fucking Marvel movies. Just do it. Because, you know, that's his legacy. He created that shit, and, you know, he got the blunt end of the deal in terms of money-wise with the comics and shit. You know, he's not that rich, but what you've created, man... I don't know. I don't want to get all sentimental on it, but you created something special for a lot of people, and it's been a big part of my life since I was a little kid reading those comic books and seeing Stanley. So, I really like. I really enjoy seeing those. That's why whenever I see him, I wear Stanley. Even though Stanley didn't create Guardians of the Galaxy, he's kind of responsible for that universe, anyways. And so yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy two. And again, I saw this in Dolby Cinema and the big one in Sugarland, and oh, that theater's awesome because. It, it's really good picture, but the room is shaking, so it feels kind of like a Star Tours or something, So except without the being thrown around part. 
but the vibration and shit, you're like, oh, this is awesome. So that was really fun. And that makes me kind of excited. I really want to go to Disneyland to do that, the lockout or whatever, where they replaced the Hollywood Tower Hotel, the Tower of Terror, which I love the Twilight Zone. I'm kind of sad they got rid of it, but at least, you know, I've been on the one in Disney World a few times, too. So, yeah, we have that to look forward to. The only new movie that comes out the week of it is, what is it? Friday the 12th, I think, is the King Arthur movie. And, you know, I really like Charlie Hunnam. And I think it's Guy Ritchie who's directing. And I really like Guy Ritchie. Like the, uh, I think he's the one who did the Sherlock Holmes movies. And, you know, so it means we're going to get a lot of slow motion scenes probably. So, yeah, it'll be fun. Uh, yeah, uh, Guy Ritchie. Yeah, he directed it. See, Man from Uncle, I was bored of that. I didn't really watch that one too much. I really like rock and roll and a snatch, I really like. But yeah, so we get some good movies. Uh, I don't know about King Arthur. I think the next Marvel movie is The Amazing Spider Man. Well, no, I'm glad they got rid of that fucking Amazing Spider Man. I hate you, Andrew Garfield. You ruined Spider Man for me. Spider Man doesn't cry like a bitch for random shit. Is, uh, what is it? Spider Man Homecoming. Ugh, I'm excited for that. The kid who's uh, who plays Spider-Man, he's, uh, I think his name's Tom Holland. He's in the movie The Lost City of Zed. And when I say Zed, I'm saying the British abbreviation for Z. They don't say Z, they say Zed. And that's how they said it in the movie, so I'm just saying Lost City of Zed instead of Lost City of Z. Zed. So, yeah. But he was Charlie Hunnam's son in that movie. So I'm like, oh, look. And he, and there's a part where he's supposed to be a little older and he has, like, a mustache. And he looked like Walt Disney. So I'd really like to see Tom Holland. And, hey, if anybody cast Tom Holland as Walt Disney, it was Isaac Gillibury's idea first. It's my idea. I deserve credit. Put me in the end credits of that movie. And you got good, like, oh, Tom Holland is Walt Disney inspired by Isaac Gillibury or something. Because he he looks like him. You know, the kid's young. I don't know how old he is. Watch this. Look it up real quick. Let me see, Tom Holland. Yep, I was right. He's 20, so when Walt was 20, he was, I don't know, he he was in the French, he was like, he was a medic around that time. So, yeah, we could see him be, you know, like a, a young Walt Disney soon, if you want. Gosh, 1996 this kid was born. Can you believe that? 96. Which, you know, June 1st, 96. My brother's January 1st, 97. He's 20. But I'm 1991. And I'm 25. Like, December 91. So I'll be 26 at the end of the year. Holy shit. Sorry, I just got made to feel really old. Like, the woman who I've been in love with for... It feels like forever, but she's not old at all. So probably not. was Kate Upton. Like, you know, come on, Kate Upton, she's so hot. I'm older than her. Like, how the fuck does that happen? She's She looks old. Not like, oh, she looks like an old lady. But she doesn't look 24. I don't know. I'm 25 and I look like a baby, I guess. But, yeah. She's 1992. 24 years old. She's fucking a baby. She's a baby. And yet she's been sexualized by us. So, yeah, that kind of makes me sick. Where I feel bad. But also... 
I'm only a year older than her. It's not like I'm a 40-year-old Googling over here, you sick fucks. But, yeah, we have the King Arthur movie, so I'm looking forward to that. I can talk about some TV if you guys, you know, want to keep listening. Um, I think I've mentioned it earlier. Uh, the new Marvel show that came out this year was uh, Iron Fist. Uh, I liked it. I watched it all in one. But I watched it all at once. I watched all, I think it was like 12, 13 episodes. I watched them all back to back to back to back to back. So, you know, at least I got the whole story. And that girl in it, I have a crush on her. She's my new big crush is uh, whoever is that girl who he's with. But Iron Fist, he was, you know, what is he? He's like the Prince of Roses or something in Game of Thrones. That's like the only thing I've really ever seen him in. You know, he looks like Danny Rand. He he looks like him, but he doesn't fight like Danny Rand should fight. He doesn't, I don't know, maybe they rushed him. Maybe they didn't give him enough time. Because, shit, to do something that, like, choreographed, you have to really give a shit. And I heard, you know, some stories. Like, people who, like, do choreography, like, see on the CW shows or something. They're rehearsing that choreography minutes before shooting it. They're not, like taking months out of their way to plan these big old cool fight scenes. They're, you know, okay, I'll kick you, and then I'll throw you. You act like you're hurt. I'll hit you, I'll hit you, blah, 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 and then you'll be done. And that's a fight scene. And then they shoot that, shoot it, done, shoot another angle, another angle, another angle, and then try and make it look coherent. But it didn't look coherent. That's why I really like, like, Daredevil and those, and... Shoot, even Luke Cage is a better fighter. Even though Luke Cage, he's just all brute force. He's at least, you know, Daredevil. You see, you know, Murdoch. He's he's hurt. And he's that fucking fight scene with those bikers. And he has that chain. And he's just beating the shit out of these dudes. And he's exhausted. And he's like, you see, he's like, <sighs> like, you see what these fighting, you know, what this fighting does to somebody. It, it, it drains you of everything you have. Like, Fighting for 10, 20 seconds will drain you of everything you have, let alone doing it for minutes. And it's really cool that they do it with, like, one-shot scenes. Iron Fist didn't have that. It was like, this is supposed to be the coolest of them all. Like, if you've seen Raid Redemption, you know that you can make really cool choreography. You don't have to make it that fucking bloody or brutal. Like, uh... Like, what is it, uh... Fist of Fury with uh, Jet Li. That's probably one of my favorite old, like, 90s, old school, uh, you know, movies. Is That movie has such cool choreography. Do that. Why couldn't you do that? Because it's not Jet Li. Number one, Jet Li's the fucking... He, he's one of my favorites. Jet Li, Bruce Lee, you know, of course, Jackie Chan. Um, I forget the, the other guys' names who are in the Mandarin, like, the uh, Ray Redemption movies. They're really cool. And, uh, see ya, Iron Fist, sorry for talking about it. If you haven't watched it, I recommend you watch them, though. They're watchable, that's the thing. It's not like it was, oh, this is so bad. Like, I've watched stuff that was bad. This isn't bad. This is just mediocre in terms of what we expect from the Marvel shows. Like, Jessica Jones is my favorite. Because I really like David Tennant as, what is it, Moriarty or something? Is like, come here, Jessica! Jessica, stop, Jessica! It was like, he was a really good villain. Like, that kind of villain, it scares me. He's like, can tell me to go fucking kill myself, and I have to go kill myself because he, like, 
You know, then they get get into the part where it's like, oh, he sends off some kind of pheromones. So it's like, ew, he's giving me like an STD when he tells me to do shit, ew. And it wears off and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, uh, I haven't really watched anything too new, really. I've been in a rut with that kind of stuff. I watched The Office. I rewatched that. I love that show, The Office, Michael Scott. The show's really rough to watch after Michael leaves, though, and Andy. Oh, I hate you, Andy. Like, I like Andy, but I don't like Andy either. Um, I've been re-watching lately It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. That, and that show I'll never get bored of. I can watch that show back-to-back uh, in terms of viewings, and it doesn't get old. It's not like, oh, I've already seen this. No, it's like, ooh, yeah, these are fucking jokes that hold every time. Like, I watched the one, the last one I watched was... <laughs> Sorry, see, it's like, you laugh even thinking of the shit these people do. Where Max's mom, I think it's season five, Max's mom burns down her house from smoking because she fell asleep. So he, so he and Charlie try and get Max's mom to live with Charlie. And Max's mom, you know, she's doesn't look like a mom. And... I think she was the grandma from Napoleon Dynamite. I don't know. But <laughs> it's just the shenanigans that goes on in that show is so funny. So if you haven't seen Sunny, well, you're missing out on the best 12 seasons of TV so far and like, they're I think they're, you know, they have like 13 or 14 in like our net, you know, FXX is saying, "Hey, yeah, we're, we'll make them." So whenever they feel like making them, I hope you know they will. So, Danny DeVito, he's looking really good for being in the 70s. Please last another 10, 12 years, please. Shit, last? Wouldn't that be cool if Danny DeVito lived to be like 120? Fuck yeah. Come on, little guy. You're 4'11". You sh- your penance in life should at least be you get to live longer than the average person since you're smaller. And, so yeah. The Actually, the new show I have seen that was is uh, the Netflix uh, that they brought back is uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000 with uh, Jonah Ray. And I really like Jonah Ray because I've been listening to the Nerdist podcast. That's why, you know, kind of a big part of, you know, Kevin Smith and Chris Hardwick, they've, you know, inspired me. Is uh, Chris Hardwick has the Nerdist podcast, and that's, you know, that's why I kind of stopped listening to it once it was was just a bunch of guests instead of uh, the actual three guys who were originally on it, which was, you know, Chris, uh, Matt Myra, and Jonah Ray, and I really like Jonah, you know, Jonah, I always know him, you know, he's a cool dude, he's from Hawaii, and, you know, he's, he's a pretty solid guy, and so when I saw he was going to be in Mystery Science, I'm like, oh, so it's going to be good, because I think he's funny, and I watched all 13 episodes, and it has Patton Oswalt in it, and, um, what is it, Felicia Day, I love Felicia Day from the Guild, so, and then she's really good in Supernatural, that, the redhead girl, so she was really good in it, too. I, I hope they bring it back for season two. Well, what will be season eleven? So I hope they bring it back for season eleven, and they bring back everybody and Jonah Hill. I mean, Jonah Ray, because at the end of it, they didn't. You know, I'm not giving away any spoilers, but you know, I, I felt like they put it in a way like, oh, we can get rid of Jonah Ray if we want to, because we've set it up in a way he can, like, oh yeah, it's a new person. Don't Jonah Ray was excellent. He was awesome. Um. It was really good jokes, and you know, then we have Gyp, you know, Cambot, Gypsy, Crow, uh, Tom Servo, 
so we had the you know all those same characters and so it was really good. Uh, the movies are funny. There's you know the movies are so bad. They're so bad. But if you really like those um, kinds of that's why I liked. I grew up watching it on Sci-Fi. So I really like Mystery Science Theater. I'm actually rewatching the old ones now just because I miss the reboot so much because it was so good. Thirteen episodes wasn't enough for that show. I wish they had done at least twenty. <laughs> But I would have watched them all by now. But I'm really looking forward. I hope they bring it back. <clears throat> Which they'd have to. That was... It's it's not like it's a complete reboot. It's, you know, Tom Servo and Crow and Gypsy are still there. Except, you know, they, they already had like two hosts before. So now it's just Jonah Ray. Keep Jonah Ray for a few seasons. He was awesome. So yeah. Watch that. And... I can't really think of what else in terms of that... I'll probably move on to games, and that's what I've been doing the most lately, is I play for like maybe two, three hours a day, is, uh, you know, Battlefield 1 came out with a new update, and the game I've been, I played the most over the last couple months, it's probably between two, I've played a lot of For Honor, For Honor is really good, the servers are shit, so I hope, uh, Season 1 ended a few weeks ago, and Season 2 starts May 16th, so I hopefully when that comes out, the servers will be a little more less shit. Maybe they'll buff Raider because Raider is my main, which means is I play the Viking Raider guy. He's my main character I play. I'm like rep 11 on him, so I play him a lot. And uh, they're bringing two new characters with the DLC. It's going to be Shinobi, who's uh, this fucking cool ninja-looking guy who's going to be part of uh, the samurai, which, you know, ninjas are Chinese, right? But... Yeah, he's cool. He's got these cool, like, fucking shurikai. I don't know, like, these blade things. He looks like Scorpion from Mortal Kombat. Like, get over here! And he runs like a Naruto, so that's kind of dumb. But, yeah, there's him. And then there's um, the Centurion, which is fucking... is basically, like, the Gladiator. He's the Centurion guy. He's going to be tight, too, to play. And before he kills you, he does the whole thumb thing. He's like, thumb up. Nope, thumb down. You're dead, bitch. So that's going to be cool. And I've been playing a lot of Grand Theft Auto V. Um, they've been doing the uh, motorcycle gangs, double money. So I bought a clubhouse and that. So I bought a motorcycle clubhouse. And that was like 650000 And then I bought a Buzzard, which is a attack helicopter. But it's small and it's fast, so I like how agile it is. Because people always tell me all the time, like, you're an amazing... Like, are you a pilot in real life? I'm like, no. I would hope a pilot in real life uh, would be, you know, wouldn't be good at playing a video game pilot, but would be really good in real life. But I'm really good at flying in those, so I got a buzzard so I can fly around from mission to mission. I already own, like, a Valkyrie and a Savage and all the other crap, but buzzard's my new baby, and that was, like, 25% off, so I bought it for, like, $1.35 million. And uh, so that was about $2 million I invested in that whole clubhouse shit. And I've made like 3.5 million off my clubhouse already, so I'm already like 1.5 million in the green. I already bought it. I already bought everything that I needed for that. And then heists uh, since yesterday, I think until May 15th, they are now double XP, double RP as well. So I played the um, Pacific Standard heist twice last night. Uh, I have this friend. He doesn't have a mic or anything. His name's like Zero, and he uh, <clears throat> invited me. And I played the first one with him, made like 480000 and then 
he invited me again and we did the setups with my other friend Johnson and we did the setups again and I made another four hundred and eighty thousand and I had already made like three hundred and some thousand off of uh the MC missions I had done that day. So I made a good like one point five million basically yesterday. So it was a pretty good day. And just <laughs> it sounds like a fucking nerd. What this is what my life has become. And the reason I'm I'm trying to grind money on Grand Theft Auto Five is supposedly, and this is just ever saying, you know, this is alleged because I have no fucking clue, is Grand Theft Auto V is coming out with a new giant update, and I've been hearing gun running, so it's going to be like a military update, I guess, which I really hope so. I was like, cool, get some new military vehicles. Uh, so yeah, I'm trying to save up some money so I can at least buy something, because I only have $4.5 million right now. I'm going to be able to buy a plane. I'm not going to be able to buy really anything, but at least if I can buy a cool plane or a cool chopper, I'll be happy. So I'm trying to get up to $10 million before then, so I can buy maybe that and a pair of shoes, because everything in GTA... Grand Theft Auto V, if you buy a you get a haircut, it's two grand for a haircut in that game. So if it's a haircut, it's two grand. I just bought an X80 Proto, which is a, a sports car. I, that was $3 million. I bought a Buzzard 1.35 million. I bought a Nero Custom, which was about about three million in terms of all the money I had to put in. Because when you buy them, you buy it for three million. I have to upgrade the engine. I have to upgrade the armor. I have to give it turbo. I have to give it new tires. I have to give it everything and paint it and all that to you know suit what I want. You know, you walk out paying 3.5 million for a fucking car. It's insane. So if I have 4.5 million, I can afford a car. So I'm trying not to buy anything before this new update. So yeah, that's uh, basically Isaac Yulaberry's update. Mm. You have been listening to People Are Lame podcast. Thank you guys for joining me. I'm not abandoning you yet, but I just wanted to say, People Are Lame podcast, this is what Isaac's been up to. So yeah, I'll uh, try and keep doing some podcasts. Uh, this is the first one I've ever done by myself, so it's basically me talking to myself the whole fucking time. Uh... I know that sounds, you know, weird, but I hope, you know, y'all like it and I don't get judged. And thank you for joining me. And so what is that? We're at like 58 minutes. So, yeah, I'm Isaac Gillibury. This is People Are Lame Podcast. I'll give you guys some updates on how King Arthur is next week. And Billy, hang on tight, buddy. Uh, when Bigfoot puts his arm around you, don't fight it. Because... But he's not he's not raping. I'm not saying he's raping you. I'm saying like he's basically keeping you hostage. <laughs> All right. Have a good one guys. People are lame. Lame. I was barely legal looking for something evil to say and people to be antagonized. And you said to me it's not a good strategy You should grow up, try to act like you're civilized I explained that I just valued sincerity You should go fuck yourself and then try to die You were sick of it and called me an idiot And left town and said, are you satisfied? If I had what you had, I could get you to pray No, I'm not in your face, I'm just getting by if I had what you had, I could get you to break No, I'm not in your face, I'm just getting my own oh.
motherfucker, I see no night.